Hello, my name is Opal Singleton. I am the president and CEO of Million Kids. And this is what we call a Million Kids Insider Alert. For years, I have been studying crimes such as uh, child pornography, sextortion, social media exploitation, and uh, human trafficking, and even money laundering. And I analyze cases. Everything I do is based on a real case, not some outlandish numbers kind of thing. And so we've started Insider Alert to share with you the inside thinking on many of these cases. And this is a great example. This is the case of a child pornographer. By the way, the official term now for child pornography is CSAM, C-S-A-M, child sexual abuse material. I'm old school, so I still call it child pornography, but that makes you feel like you need a bath and you do, you know. So CSAM, that's what this is about. The the uh, case started on an article published by um out of out of Texas, and I should give credit to all these people that do this. This is uh, KT KLTV Digital Media staff. So thank you for reporting. It'll also refer to the BBC where some of the information came from. So it's a what looks like a typical child pornography case. The the perpetrator uh, is convicted. His name is uh, Charles Orange. And so as I began to get into this uh, article on this, I began to realize this is one of those times I can use this to share with you. The operation started way back in 2017. So this has taken like three, three and a half years to get into this. I share that because a lot of times people will give me a lead and they're going, what's happening? What's happening? Well, these are huge operations and they take time. And before we're through here, you'll see this took a tremendous amount of resources. So this is called Operation Black Wrist with Interpol out of Europe and a global uh, kind of deal. And you say to yourself, well, what's that got to do with a man in Texas? Well, that's what I want to share with you today about how these rings are discovered and how they're investigated. So this uh, case actually started in 2017 when they discovered some material uh, showing the abuse, the sexual abuse of 11 boys. All of them were under the age of 13. In child sexual abuse, boys are highly violated. We, I have a tendency to think in the world of sex trafficking, it's always just girls, but it isn't, of course. But in uh, child sexual abuse, it's often boys that are in doing that. And certain countries such as Thailand and uh, some of the Southeast Asian countries kind of uh, focus in on male uh, sexual abuse. The material was discovered on a dark web subscription-based website that had about 63,000 users. So I wanna just pause there and help you think this out. First of all, uh, law enforcement's getting much better at penetrating the dark web. Many of you that have heard me speak know that I talk about the internet as a bucket of water. And the top 4% is where we have Google and Chrome and we have search engines. Below that's the deep web and below that is the dark web. You need a special browser to go back and forth, but the dark web also doesn't have search engines like Google. They're, they're more like a directory and you need a specific address to be able to, or um, you know, knowing the, the exact numbers and codes on how to get into there. And so for years, pornographers have been meeting in the clear web, they find each other, they exchange, 
information, which is one of the things that would have happened here, and they enter a dark website. And they have site administrators, as you will soon see. And these are people that set up the site. Then they have other administrators to make sure that law enforcement doesn't penetrate their private uh, domain, if you will. So typically what happens is that a, uh, a perpetrator or child pornographer has to re-violate a child each week and take a photograph of them with that child and submit it to the site administrator to make sure that that's not law enforcement. They check to make sure it has been photoshopped because they know that the law enforcement can't violate a child. But what has happened is law enforcement's gotten much better at creating nits and bots, I call them, but basically investigative uh, tools. They're, they're dark web scrapers. They are uh, things that can penetrate the dark web and begin to find these sites. So while this article doesn't tell you, I will just share with you what is happening now as so many of these pornographers are going off to offshore uh, third world sites to buy what we call bulletproof hosting. These are uh, sites that are usually in offshore places like Bulgaria, which was involved in this, Romania, um, maybe Belize, maybe Malaysia, uh, you know, uh, uh, Columbia wouldn't come to me. Uh, and so they will set up these sites with multiple levels of um, encryption and they're called bulletproof hosting. In this particular site, it was discovered in the dark web and it was a subscription site. Uh, I talked about that in my last couple of presentations. Think about this. If you have 63,000 users giving you, let's say $10 a, a month, okay, to belong to something like that, that is a lot of money. That's what, 60, uh, 6 million bucks or something like that. That's a lot of money. And a lot of these sites get into money laundering in addition to this. We didn't see that in this site, but I want you to get in your mind how big these are. Actually, 63,000 users is not a large site. Uh, they have one out of South Korea called Welcome to Video that's over a million paid subscribers using Bitcoin. So big, a lot of money. So for years, the site had published this material weekly. Uh, they would mask the children, okay, so that you couldn't see them uh, to hide their identity. And that is one of the challenges in combating sex, child sexual abuse and child pornography is how do you find the victims because they're all over the world? Uh, what happened is when they discovered this in 2017, they began to work with agencies, law enforcement agencies all over the world to begin to look at the physical trait of the child and be able to see if anybody can identify them and their location. The reason why this was called Operation uh, Black Wrist that we talked about here is because in one of those photos, a kid was wearing a black uh, band, very much like Million Kids gives themselves, that says Million Kids, I believe in you. And this was a, a wristband. And so they called it Operation Black Wrist until they could find the children. I wanted to show you this photo because I want you to see what it takes to solve one of these cases. This is a global enterprise. We're gonna talk about where all the law enforcement came from, but this is very typical. Now, the uh, perpetrator that started this story for us is Charles Orange. He lives in Longview, Texas. 
Uh, and he was found guilty of it and of uh, possessing child pornography. And he's looking at 10 to 20 years in prison. But when you started to look at this back in 2017, I'll tell you the way they found Charles Orridge is they ran IP addresses of some of those subscribers. So there will be arrests and probably arrests all over the United States as far as that goes. The agencies, I want you to look at all these agencies, Interpol, Thailand, Australia, Bulgaria, Europol, New Zealand, our Homeland Security. By the way, I want to give a shout out to Homeland Security. A lot of people want to defund them. Don't do that, okay? They run ICAC, Internet Crimes Against Children. These people are my heroes. They are the ones that go after these hard cases, and we need them to do that. When it was found out where it was, the actual site administrator was from Bulgaria. And the site itself, even though the end administrator was in Thailand and Australia, the site itself was in Bulgaria. That's what you call one of those kind of third, third uh, you know, offshore kind of sites. Bulgaria doesn't have the same uh, law as far as uh, rights to privacy and what you can have and that sort of thing. The website's main administrator was uh, Montre Saligam. He was in Thailand. Uh, he was the man that was abusing the 11 boys. One of them was a family member. And I just take a sidestep here and tell you about that because think about that. If you think someone in your family is abusing and taking photos of somebody, you need to turn that in. You can call 1-888-3737-888. And if you don't remember that number, you can get it off me and kids uh, Facebook or website, excuse me, or you can email me Opal at me and kids and I'll direct you. So uh, Montre was in Thailand. He started with his uh, nephew, but he had 11 boys. He was doing it. Also, there is a um, in his case, he was luring them. And I have that name wrong. It needs to be Salagram. In this case, he was luring them to his home with meals and a chance to be on the internet and play football games. Now, he got a 146 year sentence in Thai prison. That is a death sentence for sure. Thai prisons are nothing like American prisons. I've been to Cambodia. I've been to a Cambodia prison, by the way. And uh, they are nothing like an American prison. So he will end up dying in prison. Now, this is what uh, Matri Saligram looks like. He is the one that got the 146 years. And uh, this is a, a photograph of him being interviewed to give you an idea. People say, what do pornographers look like? They look like you and me. They look like anybody else that is out there. So he had a second administrator because, you know, when you're trying to administrate this with a large number of users, 63,000 users, he needed a backup administrator. This was uh, Retro Takpatsa, located in southern uh, Australia. His devices had thousands of images of child abuse on it. Uh, he was sentenced to 40 years in prison in Australia. Uh, that is the longest prison term given in Australia. It's interesting when you start to see the prison terms uh, around the world. In England, they're much more soft on this, quite frankly. I, it always disturbs me. Uh, but I'm glad to see Australia took this very seriously. There is a second man that was working with Takpatsa, and he received a sentence of 36 years in prison uh, for human trafficking. Now, 
you say this is Thailand, Austria, Bulgaria. How did Charles Orange get involved? Well, because these people are meeting each other online and they share their interests and they come together. So when you see something that's in South Korea or Thailand or Bulgaria that is being taken down, that does not mean that it has, doesn't have anything to do with us. As you can see, they're looking at other offenders. There were, there were uh, how many people were paying the money? 63,000 and a bunch of them are from the US. So they're conducting cases already and just have to be Charles Orange was the one that they currently prosecuted. This is what he looked like, the guy from Australia that got, four, uh, got 36 years and uh, had child abuse with him. I share that with you because you say, what do these guys look like? He looks like your next door neighbor, okay? You might invite him over for dinner. So when agents went to arrest Charles Orange, they found the device in his home next to his bed with all the child pornography on it. According to the analyst, the crime analyst, it appears as if he had accessed and downloaded the child pornography even yesterday. So this is an ongoing thing. And they were able to connect back his internet history, his IP addresses and connect him to this. When all is said and done, though, they were able to rescue at least 50 children. Now, that's not enough. I get it, because if you have 63,000 perpetrators, you have a lot more victims than that. But it is very difficult to identify these kids that are being disguised in so many of these photos. And it's also very hard on the law enforcement to look at these videos and go after these cases. You really can't do this kind of work very long. It tears at your soul. But I also want you to see the power of law enforcement and the need to train on this because as technology expands around the world, this is going to be bigger and bigger and bigger. The live streaming of child sexual abuse will become a great, great crime across the world. And as much as we want to run out of here screaming and take a bath, we need to understand that this is important work and educating you is important. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this. If these are helpful to you, I sure appreciate hearing it. Uh, I'm looking for a way, I do all this research and I can't go out and speak anymore because of COVID. So I'm looking for a way to build a, a following that I can educate. I'm getting old, okay? We need to educate you so you're the next generation that'll be willing to carry this torch and take this on. So if this is helpful to you, you can write to me at opal, O-P-A-L, at meandkids.org. Please continue to follow me and Kids Insider Alert if we are sending them out to everybody right now. But in the future, it will be subscription only for free, by the way. I'm not looking to make money. But uh, please go to meandkids.org and sign up for the Million Kids Insider Re uh, Review, Insider Alert, excuse me, if you have not already done that, and share it with everyone you know. And quite frankly, if you have it in your heart to support our work, we can sure use it. We are a small organization who's doing a mighty work, but it takes money to do that. So if some of you can support us financially, just go to meandkids.org, hit that donate button, send a check, you know, turn in your old car, give us your old gold, whatever you want to do, we don't care. Just keep us on the air. Thank you so much. I'll see you next time. Have a great week.